0: Hello and welcome to the Discovering Hidden Profit podcast for business leaders. Today in part three of this series, Julia Kirby and Robert Martichenko discuss using risk assessments to build flexible supply chains that can withstand even the most powerful crisis. For more information on this topic or how LeanCore can help you get started, go to leancore.com and click on supply chain and business strategy resources. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Discovering Hidden Profit podcast channel. I'm Julia Kirby, LeanCore's online training manager, and today I'm joined by Robert Martichenko, speaker, author, and LeanCore Supply Chain Group CEO. Hi, Robert. Hey, Julia. So, in case you missed it, in the last two episodes, we dug into some of the factors contributing to the COVID-19 supply chain crisis, as well as an approach to preventing problems in the future. And during that conversation robert you touched on the concept of using supply chain risk assessments as part of the overall preparedness strategy for organizations so could you give us an overview of you know what it looks like when when people start getting back to work when when organizations start feeling some sort of of normalcy again and and how they can use a a supply chain risk assessment to prevent Uh, something like this from happening again in the future and and totally disrupting their operations.
1: Yeah, well, thanks, Julie. And so, you know, in the last couple of um, times that we've chatted, we were talking about the COVID supply chain crisis and in particular in healthcare and so forth. But I think that the conversation is going to become more general now. And you have a lot of organizations that aren't necessarily in healthcare uh, but however, they've realized uh, through this whole situation that there's things about their supply chains that they didn't quite understand. Um, and so it's introducing you know, this essence of understanding supply chain risk and also risk and flexibility. So how, how much risk is there in our supply chain and what is our flexibility when some event happens? Um, And so we're pretty sure that, um, you know, whether companies start right now or start in three months or six months or a year that a lot of organizations are going to say, wow, uh, that our supply chain didn't quite work the way we thought it was going to work under stress. And um, so what can we do and how can we articulate where we need to do the work and so forth? Um, And so this introduces the idea of doing a supply chain risk and flexibility assessment, which is essentially just assessing the entire organization to ask the question, which is, uh, you know, what's going to stop us from scaling up in the event of uh, some unplanned increases in demand? Um, and also what's going to stop us from scaling down in the event of some unplanned decreases in demand. And that's the, the biggest learning I think that, that organizations have learned through this is that supply chain risk traditionally was just about the interruption of supply. Um, and it was about, okay, well, what, would, what, what might stop supply and what is our risk associated with that? But now we're recognizing that it's also about what is our risk if demand goes through the roof or if demand drops to zero overnight. So what is our ability to scale the supply chain and what is our ability to manage down very quickly?
0: And and just now you mentioned the word flexibility quite a few times. So what does it mean to have a flexible supply chain?
1: So what we're recognizing, you know, and, and in our years uh, – for 15 years at LeanCore, we've been working you know, on building the lean supply chain. And the word stability is a big part of, of work in lean and operational excellence. But what we're recognizing is that is that you don't really have stability unless you can be flexible, unless you have the ability to change as market changes, to change as environments change, whatever the stimulus might be that's changing the environment. And so we, re- we recognize that this is really about flexibility, our ability to adapt to a new environment, whatever that new environment may be, and and we recognize that this is really that flexibility is an outcome, that it's not something that you do; it's something that you become. And the three drivers that really um, that that result in flexibility are visibility and capability and resilience. So. Visibility is just, you know, what is our ability to see what is happening? In other words, just do we have the capability of seeing this new environment coming and sharing what we're seeing to everybody in the supply chain, across the supply chain? And then our capability is just at a very high level is what is our ability to react to what is happening? Are we capable to plan and react to what is happening and then resilience is really just what is our ability to work through that reaction so visibility is do we have the ability to see this new environment and share what we see capability is do we have the ability to plan and and execute a new plan and adapt and then resilience is do we have the ability to see through The entire reaction uh, in this environment as long as it lasts and to readapt uh, during the uh, during the event that's creating this new environment
0: so what drives visibility capability and resilience like how how would you get there
1: well what we need to recognize is that is that visibility is is something that, that we want to implement, we want to become capable and we want to become resilient. So the first question though is is how do we assess ourselves relative to visibility and capability and resilience? And you know, we, we take a, 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 an operational excellence and lean approach to these things and we look at it from the point of view of, of what we're calling the four Ps, which I know isn't that unique uh, in many respects, but it's just the essence of purpose, people, processing and technology and partners, where, where purpose is just, you know, do we really understand the current purpose of our supply chain and do we understand the purpose that it needs to function? What is the purpose of our supply chain and our supply chain functions during a new event, during a changing environment? And then people is around, you know, what supply chain risk do we have relative to our people systems and where do we need to do work and shore up some gaps relative to, to our people systems in our side, our supply chains and process and technologies is under, try to understand the risk that we have relative to processes and uh, opportunities where technologies could help us to close the gap on some of our risk. And so process and technology is essentially where where is the supply chain going to break? When and where will it break if there are new environments and changes in demand, be they changes going up or changes going down. And then the fourth P is around partners. What risk do we have relative to our supply chain partners? Um, Because what we need to recognize is very, very few organizations today are fully vertically integrated. That's just, that's a thing of the past. And so even if you're a manufacturer, you tend not to be to own all of your suppliers um, or your distributors and so forth. And for sure on the logistics side, um, transportation and warehousing, very few organizations are completely closed uh, relative to the ownership of those functions. So we have third party logistics, uh, providers, we have su- external suppliers, we have customers that are external to us and so who our partners are is very uh, critical as well. So when we're assessing the 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 uh, score of an organization, we're, we're doing our supply chain risk assessments and our flexibility assessments. We're looking at visibility and capability and resilience but the way we do that is to Use a, a framework around the four P's, purpose, people, process and technology and partners.
0: So, you know, as you're conducting an assessment, what, what are the different components that will help you get to that to, to sort of uh, test your risk in, in those different elements of purpose, people, process and partners?
1: Well, th- so inside inside the purpose, people, process, technology, and partners, there's there's elements, um, uh, and and that's you know on our risk assessment maturity model, which we're going to be sharing with uh, with the world here shortly, um, and and there's you know 25 components, and so it's a lot to go into, um, but uh, but the approach to to assess. Uh, the purpose, people, process, and technology, and partners, is to take is to take a, a a lean and operational excellence approach to it. So the first thing you have to do is you really have to document current state. You need to really understand what is your current state relative to flexibility, which is visibility, capability, and resilience, and what is your current state relative to purpose, people, process, and technology, and partners. And then once you really understand your current state. Um, then together as a team, we need to develop a future state. What is, what do we want it to be? What do we want the purpose of the supply chain to be? What do we want the people systems to be? What do we want the process and technology systems to be? And what do we want our partners to be? And then when we develop that future state, then we develop the roadmap that can close the gap between current state and future state and that roadmap is now the work that we have to do in order to uh, the work inside the four p's that will achieve flexibility that will achieve visibility that will achieve capability and that will achieve resilience
0: so what does that roadmap look like after the assessment has been conducted and you're ready to move to the next stages of of actually Changing the supply chain, changing how how you're doing things.
1: Well, the roadmap's going to have work inside the four P's: inside purpose, inside people, uh, inside the process and technology, and uh, inside partners. And the I think the roadmap will look different for every organization because as you complete the maturity model, as part of this assessment, an organization should complete the maturity model the flexibility maturity model which is assesses your current maturity relative to flexi- flexibility which is relative to visibility capability and resilience and once you understand where you are in the maturity model then that will then drive the work that you need to do to get to the next level of maturity for that particular work component so I don't think it's uh, it's not possible just to say well this is the work that you need to do because every organization will be different depending on where they are from a maturity level relative to the essence of visibility and capability and resilience and inside the work of the 4Ps relative to purpose people process and technology and partners.
0: So are there companies that you know of who have actually been prepared and and have done an assessment of sorts on their supply chain and actually made uh, these adjustments to make their their supply chains more flexible. That have been able to to sort of weather this storm.
1: Yeah, there's no questions that a lot of organizations uh, um, have done a lot of work prior to COVID, um, and and those organizations have weathered through this much. Uh, uh much more effectively and and that's organizations that had done work uh you know relative to really understanding the purpose of their supply chain um that they have done the work in the people systems really making sure that they have trained and educated supply chain professionals inside their inside their uh, supply chain and they've done a lot of work inside their processes and embraced new supply chain technologies and uh, had done a lot of work relative to their partners as well, their supply base and their third-party logistics providers and who their customers are. And so the organizations that had completed that work um, uh, fared the, this, the last couple months a lot better. Um, and then you have some organizations that for whatever reason hadn't done much work in that preparation. And, and those are the organizations that have now seen gaps that they have and so you know the bad news is is that is that the last couple of months they've had to grind through things you know not completely knowing where their suppliers are not completely knowing the capability of their transportation providers and their warehouses and not even really quite understanding the connections they had with their customers so they've had to grind through it a little bit the last couple of months and that's the bad news but in the spirit of optimism the good news is is that we've now seen the gaps and these organizations now understand that they do have some weaknesses inside their supply chains and now um, we can start thinking about how do we how do we articulate that more effectively how do we make those gaps visible and then how do we create the roadmaps to do the work to close those gaps
0: and is this something that could benefit any type of organization or is it more beneficial to certain industries or product and service types
1: there's no question that a supply chain risk assessment will benefit anybody Um, you know any any or any company that has information flowing or, or physical material flowing has a supply chain and that's virtually everybody um, and, uh, and, so, and so understanding the risk of your supply chain is so critical. You know, if there's one, if there's one you know, really positive thing that comes out of this current crisis, it's that the word supply chain is now being used in a ubiquitous manner. It is now a known word uh, or two, two words. And, 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 and now, so we recognize now that supply chain and supply chain management and the supply chain professional um, is going to be elevated, it is now the conversation, not a conversation, but it's the conversation outside of safety and health, of course. Um, so yes, uh, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter how complicated or how big your supply chain, understanding the elements of flexibility, you know, which are visibility, capability, and resilience is critical. And then understanding the drivers of those things purpose, people, process and technology and partners is critical. And getting the roadmap uh, done for the work that closes the gap between your current state today and the future state that you want is going to be the work we do over the next 12, 18, 24 months.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, you talked earlier a little bit about the lessons learned from from COVID nineteen and the interruption of supply chain, and and that being the primary focus before, but now we're seeing that you know there's the demand either being too much or too little, and and the scalability. Uh, you know, is there anything else that that really stands? stands apart as being a a huge lesson that we can take away from this and sort of incorporate into supply chain risk assessment and and prevention
1: yeah no question that I think the one thing we've learned is that the world is an ecosystem and we are all dependent on each other and the the essence of an ecosystem is that if you change one part of an ecosystem you necessarily change the entire ecosystem that this is this is a fact um, and so if you think of the word supply chain if you think of it as a chain then you can get you know analogies like well it's only strong as its weakest link um but we don't really even like to use the word chain because a supply chain at the metaphor of a chain really doesn't get to the heart of a supply chain. And I think we know that now it, it is an ecosystem. It's not just a chain. Um, it's an ecosystem in that we are all in it together. The health of one part of it, uh, it impacts the health of the other pieces of it. And a change, a single change, fundamental change in one part with COVID, it was around demand changing up and down a significant change in one part of the ecosystem impacts the entire ecosystem and so i think that to me the biggest lesson and very positive thing coming out of this is that we now have an appreciation that um, the purpose of our supply chain is important it drives the ecosystem and the design of the ecosystem people inside the supply chain inside the ecosystem are critical and then our processes um, and our partners are what really bring out the the health of the ecosystem. And so these are critical as well.
0: So we have a, a new hashtag, supply ecosystem.
1: I think that's exactly what it could be because it really is an ecosystem. And in particular, these global supply chains that are complex are, 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 are ecosystems in and of themselves, no doubt about it.
0: So you mentioned earlier about the maturity the the supply chain maturity model survey that we're going to have available on our website leancore.com and followed uh, by that survey shortly we'll have a webinar that that will actually go through this in much more detail so you can actually download that survey and and go through it and take it anonymously and and get your results and uh, and then once you have those, you'll be able to to join the webinar and and get some insight into you know what what your results actually mean. Is is that right?
1: Yeah. So we're this is um uh, work in process, and it's been very exciting work. And the Lean Core has a very extensive extended network of professionals, uh, consultants, and professionals both in the supply chain uh, disciplines and in the lean and operational excellence disciplines. And we've been coming together during our times in isolation here and we've been coming together and doing work together and the uh, supply chain risk and flexibility assessment maturity model is one of the outputs of that work and it it deals with the maturity of an organization relative to visibility capability and resilience and so our plan is to uh, get the maturity model out to the general public and organizations in a a confidential and anonymous way can fill out the maturity model and provide us with those results if they want. If not, they can just keep them uh, for themselves for their own purposes. But to the extent that we get some information back from people, we will then set up a webinar and report out on those results. so, So organizations who wanna join the webinar can see where they fit relative to other organizations and where they fit inside the maturity model. Maturity models are a fantastic tool because it, it sh- there's enough narrative inside a maturity model that you can see where you are today, but most importantly, you can see what the next step is for you. In the maturity model we built for supply chain flexibility, there's five levels of maturity for each of the major swim lanes. So it really is a helpful tool for organizations to see where they are today and most importantly, to see where they need to go tomorrow.
0: thanks, Robert. It looks like that's about all the time we have for today, but we'll be adding a link to the survey in the description of this podcast so that you'll be able to to access that just uh, shortly. And I think there's some more that we can dig into on this topic for next time. So stay tuned for more. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks, Julia.